Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Psychic Wives podcast. I'm Jerry Carabin. And I'm Ginger Hendry. And I'm Kathy Rumsey. And um, today we were just discussing what to talk about. And we thought, boy, it's really kind of about time that we talk about our own animals, isn't it? Um, and more specifically, kind of how we found our animals, um, even more specifically, those heart animals that we have or the ones that have taught us the most, uh, the most in our lives. And the big important piece there is the realization for us and, and everybody, if you haven't gotten this part yet, is that they do not come into your lives randomly. Um, they show up when we need them or the specific one shows up that we need that we think we don't need. How we chose our animals, but it's really how they chose us. Right. How, how the universe aligned to make the connection happen. Yeah. Right. And how they teach us, teach us um, lessons. So I'm just going to start really quick and just say that um, like right now I currently have, and this is pretty funny, so I have two, two dogs that are alive right now and one cat. And it's super kind of cool because the, um, the, one of the dogs that I have right now is my heart dog. Like the one that, you know, when it's her time, people are going to have to sedate me, heart dog. You know what I mean? Um, and then at the same time... <laughs> The dog that I love to bits and pieces, but is the most challenging dog I've ever had in my life. I the, have definitely walked you off the ledge a couple times. Exactly. Oh my who is, But who is teaching me so much the most lessons? And I think that's a big piece that people need to get is these animals come into our lives to help us expand to help us grow, to help us learn these lessons. And I know in um, our animal communication, the way that, that we all do animal communication, you, at the end you get to that lesson part. What is your animal trying to teach you? I've kind of backed away from using the word lessons because it sounds like, I'm gonna teach you a lesson. And that's not what it's all about. It is about helping you expand, helping you grow, helping you realize the areas in your life that you could benefit from changing. Um, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, what, what do you guys uh, talk a little bit about that? Do you have, are your heart dogs living? Are your, has your heart dogs already passed? Um, my heart dog has passed. Actually two of my heart dog has passed. The, the two, I do have two dogs um, today. They're really my daughter's dogs, but, but live here. And you know what? Wait, I'm going to interrupt you for one second. Cause there might be people out there that are like, what the hell's a heart dog? Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? A hard dog is that, or cat or bird or fish or whatever, is that one, that one animal that you're like, oh my God. Like, right. Like we love all our dogs, but right, <laughs> there's right. that one or maybe two, you know, in your lifetime. It, you know, can you use the word soulmate or we've been together before or something? There's just something about this animal where the connection is just so deep and so strong and so like almost visceral in mm -hmm. that. Um, so go ahead, Ginger, sorry, I just figured. Well, my first one was, was um, a mini schnauzer. I've had mini schnauzers, I love the breed. And when I first got married, I think we were maybe five or six months after we were married buying the house and I had to have a dog. I mean, I had to have a dog. Yeah. Um, and I researched everything because I researched everything to death and at that time was more asking questions and whatnot. And I had a friend that I worked with and she always, her mother had schnauzers and the whole family always had terriers. So she had pictures. Like in those days, you weren't on your phone, right? They were pictures. And so she would bring in pictures with funny stories. And so I just had this thing about a schnauzer. Um, and I did end up finding somebody who had a schnauzer puppy. Um, and I, you know, we, we brought him in and we probably were married like eight, nine months, bought the house, got the dog. And um, he was unbelievable. I had so much fun with him. He was our child. I mean, we were ridiculous. We were the, those people that you couldn't wait to get home to see the dog. The dog went everywhere. Um, and we were just crazy about him. And it's, I think for me, when we say that, like helping us in some way, 
we were not able to have children biologically. Mm-hmm. And so we spent five years, you know, through all kinds of miserable uh, infertility situation. And I don't think I would have got through it without this dog. I mean, he was my child. Yeah. And so I read that dog for you way back, way, way, way back. Yes, yes you yeah. did. Yeah. Um, and we ju- we had a ball with him. We played with him. We were, we would, <laughs> we would hide on him. We, I mean, we, we would just <laughs> ridiculous. And so it was really painful to lose him. And I have had other dogs. I, my, my second heart dog also was a schnauzer. And by then I was doing, um, many, many, many years later doing, um, foster care for different rescue groups. And I did mini schnauzer rescue of new England. And so I got a call from my person who was coordinating everything and she said we have this dog that we found in Connecticut off the street he's skin and bones he's in a kill shelter um can you foster him and I, my, my house was full I mean I had all kinds of things going on and I said are you sure there's nobody else that can foster him and she said no and we need to get him out of there so I said fine uh, I'll go and so I, I met her and picked him up in western mass and he did not understand my speaking to him so I don't really know where he came from he didn't understand me talking. He didn't make good eye contact. He was hyper. I mean, all kinds of issues. And I don't know why I fell for him like no other dog. It was just ridiculous. And within, and my other, I had a a cockapoo um, at the time too. And she was not really nice to other dogs. She liked him. She welcomed him. She let him near me. And, you know, it was, it was really a, a ridiculous situation. Um, but I got so attached to him. And within, I don't know, maybe a month, he understood me. He was bonded to me. Everywhere I went, he was there. Um, it was just an unbelievable relationship. But my husband would come home because we used to have to post on Pet Finder that, in my rescue group. And so we'd say, did you post him? And I'd mm-hmm. say, no, 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 I was really kind of busy today, but I probably will talk <laughs> And after about two weeks, he said to me, he's not leaving, is he? And I said, no, I can't. I That's can't. the reason I can't foster. There'd be 20. I don't think I could do it. Yeah. I did do it. And I did it with um, in, intention. I'm, I'm going to take care of this animal until I can find. And, and we were talking a little bit about this before, till I can find the right home. And I probably fostered over, I don't know, a couple, few years, maybe 20 different dogs. Wow. Uh, we did labs. Uh, lab mixes and mini schnauzers. Those were the two groups I was involved with. And so now looking back on it, I see a different picture. But at the time, I would think I'd go through the applications and in my head, I would say, okay, for this dog I need, and this is the one I was talking about, I'd love a young couple, maybe somebody who could run because it was a big dog that had a lot of energy. Um, if they didn't have children yet, if they, I mean, it had all these things in my mind. And I swear to God, in the application pile is that family, is that couple. And they come to the house and they match everything. Not only do they match everything, but the, it was the husband that came. And he said, oh, I grew up. My mother did foster care because the dog was a little nervous with men, not nervous with him at all. Oh, wow. Foster care. And I'm used to, you know, um, animals being skittish and whatever, perfect home. Every dog I placed, I would think in my mind what I thought would be a good fit. And, and, and I would find it. That's and now awesome. years later, having done animal communication, I recognized that that animal was coming in. For those people, that's what the animal needed, wanted, pushed me for. I was just really the tool <laughs> to yeah, get them where they needed to go. Yeah, that is super cool. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, and then I want to ask the same question to, to Kathy. So you said the first heart dog, it's when you were trying to have kids, you weren't able to have kids or whatever. Um, what about, like, this particular one? Was there a lesson that the, the think- foster fail? Was there a lesson that you get now that that he was there for you for i think my first dog was there to get me through it i don't know that i learned something different about myself i needed him in a way that i probably didn't need my other dog so he was um oh god i think i had him 15 years but he was like everything that you could possibly want The, the second animal i figured out was a lesson for me he was so quirky and he was so um, like people would think he was difficult. Never in that time did I think of him as being difficult, as crazy as that sounds. Um, and I think he taught me that you can love somebody or care for somebody with all their quirks. They don't have to be perfect. They don't have to be, I don't have to be perfect. You know, do you know what I mean? Like I, yeah, can, yeah. I can be loved for all my quirks or my warts or my whatever. I, I love that. that with him. 
I love that. For for me, my heart dog is lying behind me on the floor, Gigi, and she's a she's a shepherd. And um, you know, we're so close and so meshed together. Um, and it's really interesting because she's she's mirrors me constantly mm. to the point where my husband will say you need to take a deep breath because you're upsetting Gigi. <laughs> and it's almost like a barometer for me. Like, and I know this is going to sound gross, but if Gigi's puking for some reason, I can completely check in and say, oh yeah, like I'm under intense anxiety or stress or something like that. It's like a barometer. Yeah. So it's been for me, if she starts manifesting things or acting in a certain way, she literally will almost like walk in front of me and look at me with a certain look on her face of total like stress or anxiety or whatever. And I'll be like, all right, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And it re it, it's like a checkpoint for me, like take a deep breath, get outside, go do a meditation. Let's go do something fun for five minutes. Um, and it's this constant, like, that's it. It's a mirroring thing. She tells me and she's able to snap me out of it. Mm. You know what I mean? Kathy, what about you? Your heart dog or dogs so, so or, I, or fish or whatever. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. I've had two heart First of dogs. all, I'm surprised none of us have started crying yet. I'm just saying. I, so when <laughs> I was listening to Ginger, I was like, I'm not going to be able to get through this without crying. That's okay. Um, but. Um, one of my as as a an adult <laughs> you know my husband and i got married so my husband and i got married the weekend after college graduation it was like we graduated from college and the next weekend we got married and we moved off on our own and it was one of those that we had to wait a couple of years before we bought a house that we could have an aunt you know have a dog at we always had a cat at, at rental places but um I think the day that we signed the purchase off our, on our house, we started looking for dogs mm -hmm. or I, we were, we were looking for a dog and we ended up getting two because it was like, we signed our purchase offer and same thing. Like this is uh, 1993, 94, you know, there was no internet. There was no, yeah. like, I think I looked in the newspaper at yes. like right. advertisements and found a, someone who, um, sold German shepherds in my state and I called and she had a dog that was pregnant. Um, and we ended up getting two because the, the dog only had two puppies that lived of, of the litter. I can't remember how many the litter was, but only two lived. So we decided to take both of them, which I've since in the years since then read all these things about never get litter mates as. I've never heard animals. that. Yeah, like people say, What's like the reason? they're too bonded to each other. They don't need people. Um, blah blah blah. I never had that experience. Yes. Um, never, not more so than like the two Cavaliers I have now. That if I take one to the vet, the other has to go for moral support kind of thing. <laughs> um, but he was definitely my first heart dog. Although I don't think I realized it at the time because I didn't have anything to compare it to if that made sense like i had a dog growing up but he died when i was 11 and my father was like we will never have another dog mm. never don't ask actually we came home what my brother came home once with a puppy and he didn't last long and my father said you need to get like my father would have nothing to do wow. with now yeah. i know years i mean my whole childhood i was like how awful he's so mean and now i've since realized that that dog of my childhood was his heart dog was his you know it broke his heart when he yeah. died and and there are so many people i know now who are like i had a dog having it die was the hardest thing ever i will never do that again i will never do that again and and it's funny because blitz that my first heart dog i had blitz and maxine were the litter mates they were german shepherds <laughs> when he when he passed away you know we are our parents children um I was like I, I I'm never doing this again I'm never I am never putting my heart through that like I and um and I had children at that point so he would they they were my children before I had children and I struggled with infertility for like a year 
um, Blitz died when both my children were born. I think they were maybe like four and two years old. Um, his, I still had his sister, which was great. She lived for several more years. Um, but I would get up every morning and just cry and cry and cry for five months. And on like one day, my, and my husband used to travel all the time, which was one of the great things before I had kids was I had the dogs, you know? And so when my husband was gone, blah, blah, blah. Um, but my husband one morning came out to me. I can still remember I was standing at my kitchen sink doing dishes. And he looked at me and he's like, why are you crying? And I was like, I just miss Blitz so much. And he looked at me and he said, I know you don't want to get another dog, but you're a dog person. I really think you should consider it. And I was like, for whatever reason that day, I was like, okay, I'll consider it. But we had done this thing in our head where Blitz had died of um, stomach issues, basically. Mm -hmm. He ended up getting cancer, but he suffered from, you know, he's a he was a shepherd. <laughs> so we were like, we're not getting a German shepherd. And we had investigated this other breed called Chilo shepherds. Like, you know, why I thought it would be so much different, I have no idea. But I was, you know. Yes, basically look exactly the same. Younger and not as schooled <laughs> or whatever. But so that morning when my husband left, when he said, you really need to consider it. You're a dog person. Don't, don't do this whole, I'm never going to have another dog thing because I don't want to break my heart, you know, because you have all the good stuff when you have the dog, you yeah. know, blah, 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 blah. He left for work. And I think I dropped my daughter at like kindergarten or preschool or whatever she was in. And when my son took his nap that day, by that time, there was the internet. I got online to look at Shiloh Shepherd puppies for sale and Angus, who was my heart dog, my real, real heart dog, even though Blitz was too, had been born the day before. Uh. And it is not like, I know without a doubt, the timing, everything else, like it was the first dog I looked at. Like, I, I don't know how it was that I came across this ad and blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, I called the woman and I told her what I wanted and what I wanted to do with the dog and what kind of dog I was looking for. And she's like, we just had a litter yesterday. And I think I know which dog would be yours if you decide, you know, and eight yeah. weeks later I brought Angus home. So, so what did Angus, what was Angus, what was his lesson for you? What was his lesson? Again, I, I just said, I want to get away from that word and then I, I keep using it, but what, what, you what know did what? he teach you? How, what did you learn from him? Oh gosh. You know, I think he just, um, his lesson was for so many other people too, because I did, I, 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 I got him knowing I wanted him to be a therapy dog because it was therapy dog work was something I discovered right as Blitz's life was ending and we never had time to pursue it um and so i bought angus knowing i wanted him to be a therapy dog mm -hmm. um okay and i'm not gonna cry i'm not gonna cry i'm not gonna what cry do you do? It just, so so tra my son travis was four years old and he was um he, he has high functioning autism back in back in the day it was referred to as asperger syndrome which is no longer a diagnosis but he was at four years old, a little boy who did not play like a little boy. He would go outside and he would bring his books or he would, um, his thing at the time was he would have a stick of chalk and he would just write words. He couldn't talk, but he could write words. Mm. Like it was just the weirdest thing. Um, I brought Angus home. So I traveled six hours to New York to get him by myself, brought him home. And the, that first day, that I brought Angus home as a little eight week old puppy was the first day that my son ever played like a little boy. Oh. He, he, oh my God. It was unbelievable. And so from, it's so hard for me to figure out like what personally his lesson for me was, but it really was him showing me the connectedness between all of us and how animals are able to so beautifully see who we are inside and to bring out the best in us and to 
love us no matter what. And um, he was he was a special dog, not just to me, but to so many kids that I visited in schools and group homes and hospitals and stuff that it, it made his death a little bit harder because um, so many people were affected by it. And um, so again, after I lost him, we were like, we're never, I was like, I will never have a shepherd again. I will definitely have more dogs, but like no dog can ever top Angus. Like he was just, he was just a perfect dog. He was just, he, he, he gave my husband a run for his money. He used to like to get my husband. (laughs) He was definitely for Pete, like the, Hey dude, get out of your head kind of dog. (laughs) Yeah. I like that you said that because I think people also need to, to realize that too, that, um, and this is something we, we learn in animal communication. We've, we've learned by doing this is they have a lesson, a, a message or a, a teaching moment or whatever for everybody, you know, so my girl Gigi has one for my husband, Rich, you, you know, and yeah. all of us. So and Angus what was so interesting and for Pete and for Travis and for Sadie, you know, for everybody. Well, and, for, and, and with regard to like Pete, especially because Pete, loved Angus but Angus drove him crazy (laughs) and for me Angus was perfectly like he was so well behaved for Pete no like it was just so funny to see that he actually like changed his personality according to because he had a very strong connection to to Pete and a very strong lesson that he was working with him on which was dude be present be in the moment blah 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 but we um when he was older, he was, he was a shepherd. And in addition, in addition to stomach issues, he had the whole back hip, uh, mm-hmm. what's it called? Degenerative myelopathy thing. So he was losing the use of his back, back legs. So my house was a series of runner rugs because I have hardwood floors through my house. So it was just rug after rug after rug, you know, kind of like little islands so he could walk through. And I can remember even when he was older and it was so obvious that I was going to lose him, you know, sooner than later. And I was trying to like numb the pain a little. I'd be like, you know, the silver lining will be, I'll, I'll be able to get all these God ugly runner rugs out of my house. (laughs) There's always a, like, there's always a, a, a little piece of brightness to every situation. And it's like, I won't have to clean up after him every morning because he couldn't hold his bowels and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, um, and I won't have the runner rugs. But we said, we're, I'm never doing another shepherd, can't do it, but I wanted a big dog. So we got Odin, our Leon burger. And um, we, got, we got a Leon burger because we wanted a big dog, but not a shepherd because we didn't want to be reminded of Angus. But Odin has so many of Angus's personality traits that it's like, okay, got it universe. Like you can, whatever you want, but we're, you're going to get what you need, which is, you know, those pieces. So. Yeah. And there's the other part of that too, that we have all found out again, doing animal communication is that um, oftentimes the animal that has passed is still working with us on stuff so they play a hand in the new animal yeah shows up for you um so that's super cool i want to talk a little bit about um ginger i know you're you're involved in rescue and and i'm involved in rescue and i have to tell you this these you know so i we also have german short hair pointers we've had pointers and we um volunteer the Southeastern German Short Hair Pointer Rescue Association. Um, and we've gotten um, several pointers from there over the years. And uh, we had a pointer, his name was Gibbs. And pointers, if anybody knows GSPs, they're psycho. They're psycho. They're like <laughs> they're wide open. You know what I mean? Like you have to have a yard. These are not like apartment dogs. You have to run a, you know, whatever. You don't even look at a ball. If you look at the ball, you know what I mean? They're like, you just have to, and you have to learn to just ignore them. Like, no, we've been playing for eight hours today. It's time to go to sleep kind of thing or whatever, right? Well, we had this boy Gibbs that we rescued and he was like terrified. And that was probably my husband's heart dog. He just like foam latched on 
um, to this boy or whatever. And I was kind of like, uh, 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 I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And Rich was like, yeah, no, here we go. We rescued this boy. Turned out to be the most laid back GSP you will ever. He was just like, it would be like, you know, Gibby, you want to go for a walk? Nah, I'm good here. I mean, it was, I mean, it was like crazy how laid back um, this dog was. He was just super, super cool. Um, we loved him to absolute, just, oh my God, beyond, beyond. We lost him in 2017 and I was like, okay, you know, we, we're gonna go down to one dog, ha ha. You know, <laughs> for how long, yeah. yeah. Freaking last, you know what I mean? And then it was funny because, and he taught me these great lessons about mellowing out and just going with the flow. And like, it was just such this, and we were in this like really good place in our lives. And he was just like, so quiet and so mellow or whatever. So after we lost Gibby, I was like, no, 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 no. But my husband just loves that breed so much. So we kept looking at the website, who needed to be adopted, who needed to be adopted. And there was this one dog. <laughs> his name who was at was, your feet, right? At my feet snoring. Um, and his name was Buck. Now, I'm a Michigan fan, University of Michigan. And so if anybody knows anything about uh, college football, University of Michigan, our enemies are Ohio State Buckeyes. So we can't have a dog named Buck in the house. So right. now his name is Blue, which is Go Blue, University of Michigan. Yeah. Anyway, um, when you read the write-up on these dogs that are, you know, for adoption or whatever, this was like, he's super mellow. He's like yeah. a Velcro dog. Um, the sad thing is he had been brought up with his mother and his mother was 14 years old. We got him when he was uh, just going to turn 10. Um, and his mother was um, 14 years old and the owner apparently got sick or something and just um, released them to a, a shelter, a high kill shelter. When Southeastern GSP got word of it, they were like, ah, let's get them out of there. But they had already put the mother down because they felt 14 years old. There's no way that whatever. So they already put it. So this boy is alone for the first time in his life. So they were looking for him to go to someone with an alpha female, which would be my shepherd, Gigi. So we're like, yeah, great. And we're reading it again. Super mellow, Velcro dog, like easy peasy, whatever. It was hysterical because every single thing they said, and this is nothing against Southeastern GSP. This is Right. Didn't they say, though, that he didn't like the car or something? He hates the car. He's <laughs> not food driven. It's difficult to get him to eat. Like every single thing is the exact opposite <laughs> of this dog. He is the craziest German short hair pointer I have ever had. Um, we now, and this is the first time I've ever had to do this with a dog, but he is on Trazodone um, because he ate two yoga mats, a set of gloves, two sneakers, some mittens a leash, um, like you name it. And we got to the point where my vet and I were like, we're gonna eventually, fortunately he kept puking it out. I know TMI, but um, we were gonna have to cut him open and start getting stuff out yeah. of this dog's body if we didn't try to try to calm him down or whatever. But the funny thing is, yeah, you get in the car, he gets in the front seat, curls around on a dog ball and within like 15 seconds, it's like, <laughs> you can the dog snores or whatever. That's awesome. So, you know, he's the most challenging dog I've ever had. Kathy has read him. Um, a more than, more than a couple times. While, I was like, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. I can't do this dog. I, I, I can't. You know, it's all great that my husband loves him and he's so close and everything, but the hubby gets up and leaves the house for work for, you know, 10 hours every day. Not for much longer. Well, yeah. <laughs> until the pandemic that we're in the middle of. For those of you who are listening to this, not in March of 2020, we're right. in the pandemic right now. So yeah, that thing. We're all housebound. You know, we're all housebound, but, but yeah. And it was just like, I don't know, what am I gonna do with this? And I really had to, it really took me a while to like, hey, you do this for a living, you're an animal communicator. What is the message here? What is the lesson here? And, and part of it was about control, Mm -hmm. with me and needing him to do things the way I wanted him to do or the way Gibbs had done it right. or the way the perfect dog is supposed to do it <laughs> and allowing him to just be a dog and learning 
these things, like learning what works for him and what works for me. It was almost like it was like this, like, like, all right, I will allow you to do that every morning, but in return, <laughs> you gotta give me, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, what, I, what I think is so cool though, is that he really has been challenging for you and, and for, for listeners. Um, when, when we, the three of us read each other's dogs, it's not like Jerry called to say, Kathy, Blue is doing blah, blah, blah. Can you ask him to stop that or whatever? You would do just what I did to you two this morning, which is, hey, could one of you check in with Nudge and ask him if there's anything I need to know? So Jerry, you would be like, hey, can you check in with, with Blue and um, you know, get back to me and let me know what I need to know? And it was yeah. so funny because every time, and, and I have read him several times for yeah. you. It was always about you. And it was oh, always yeah. like, he knew exactly why I was checking in. And it was like, so Jerry. And it was always about your stuff. And you'd be like, damn it. You know, I think you know, even, oh. as, even as like people who, this is what we do. We always, it's like, there's always this part of us that's still hoping like, well, maybe no, maybe he really no, just maybe needs this something. Is really just he's a pain in the ass. Right. <laughs> like, you know, and it really has nothing to do with my control issues or right. my or know. whatever whatever else it is. Yeah, but yeah. it it is it all it it always does circle back to us and to the lesson that we're working on for yeah, ourselves. Which is which is kind of what we kind of said in the beginning before we started talking, actually recording the the podcast was about how they choose us yeah for sure even though i was looking and i found this perfect description of the perfect dog and he turns out to be the exact opposite he still came into my life for this reason to help yeah. me out with with these things they choose us do we well, yeah and, and it's a- almost like the universe knew that if his description was accurate of him you would have skipped yeah. over him in a heartbeat. I would have been like, oh, hell to the no. Like, <laughs> I want to, I want to tell a funny, no, I, you know I mean? have a funny story to share. Um, I, I think it's come up in other podcasts that I also have a pet sitting company and I have for many, many years. And I don't even know how many years ago this was probably 10, 12 or more years ago. Um, I got a call from a customer, a potential customer in my town to come out for pet sitting. She had some dogs and so I went out. It's I've only happened to me a couple times in all these years. We weren't a good match. What they were looking for for care wasn't something I was comfortable providing. And so we kind of shook hands and, and didn't do um, business. And so months go by. My son um, was a swimmer, USA swimmer. So he swam me around. And he swam with the swim club. And I was on the board of the swim club. So I go to a meeting months and months after this customer situation. And I'm at the board meeting and somebody comes in who's on the board and he knows that what I do for a living. And he said to me, Hey, I'm struggling with something. He said, my daughter's going to be 13 in a couple of weeks. And um, she really wants a dog. We've never had a dog. We don't want a dog. Um, you know, we've tried to dissuade her. He said, but she's relentless. And so he said, I came up with this idea. And I said, what? <laughs> All the board members are at the table. And he said, she wasn't a great swimmer. She was an average swimmer. She was more social swimmer mm-hmm. so he said okay she's swimming the 100 free or i think it was 100 free and so i told her she has to meet this time if she meets this time then we'll get a dog and he so we go you know she's going to hit the time he said there's no way she's not right. even close. oh not my god so close. dad like puts this unattainable yes he thinks. yeah he said it's not impossible but it's really improbable so now it goes through the whole club we have the meet coming up like a week or two later so we, we come to the meet and all the board members are timing and doing different things on the, on the deck of the pool. And so all the parents know, all the kids know that right. if um, she makes this time, then they're going to get a dog. So they're all, you know, like cheering for us. So she comes up, she's on the block. Oh I see God. him at the end, he's on the other side and he's given her this nod, like, you got it, you know, you got a baby. But I see his face, he's got a smirk like, oh <laughs> crap. Uh, she's never going to do it. I got, I got it covered. So um, she goes off the deck. I mean, you know, she goes off the block and she's swimming like crazy. And when you're a swimmer, you usually lose steam, right? You can go out really fast, but by the yeah. time you flip, you've used up all your energy. So she swims really fast. He's nodding, smiling like he's got 
Everything's got it in the bag, like not a problem. In the meantime, people are, you know, stamping their feet. She's got all her little 12-year-olds, you know, in, yeah. in her uh, in her lane, like outside the lane, screaming that she can do this. She oh comes God. flying back, and about halfway back, I see his face. Now his face falls. He's like, shh. She's gonna make it. <laughs> She's gonna make it, and she makes it. Not only does she make it, but she blows through the number by. Oh my whatever. god, that's brilliant! That's awesome. And so he is beside himself. The parents and I bet that. Let me just add, the the place went nuts. Right, the place went nuts. <laughs> and so, I, so anyway, at the whole end of everything, he's now undone, right? And so he grabs me on the way out, and he said. Um, can you help me? He knew, he knew I did foster care and whatnot. He said, I don't even know where to look for a dog. And I said, yeah, you know, I'll help you. And he said, I think I want like a golden or a lab. And I'm thinking, you, no way. Do you want to? No, 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 no. Yeah, it was yeah. not, not a fit. Fine. So that was on the weekend, like two or three days later, the people that I didn't do business with, yes, the woman called. And she said, I'm going to get rid of my Chim um, Maltese. That was one of her two dogs, who was a puppy at the time. Now she's over a year old. She said, I have a three-year-old. I think she nipped my three-year-old. You know, there's a whole story behind it. So she said, I know that you do some foster care. If you want the dog, you can have her for free. I'll give her your crate, the food, the whatever. Yeah. I don't want any money. Just if you can get her today. If you don't get her today, I'm dropping her off at the shelter. So I go over. She lived close to me. I check the dog out. The dog's not aggressive in any way. Um, and so I end up calling him, I bring the dog, he takes the dog for the week. And then of course, you know what happened. He kept the dog. Now here's the funny thing that I didn't recognize. I, I, at the time I saw, cause we were friends for another couple of years before my son went off to college. Um, but I would be in town. We lived in the same town. I'd be in town and I might see his truck pull into like Dunkin' Donuts and there's the dog in the truck <laughs> with him, with him, not the with daughter him. going I, to work with him or yes. whatever. Yes. And then I, I walk, I go past the street and I see him walking her down the street. It's him. She's got all different coats and matching leashes. That's awesome. And all this stuff. So a couple years later, I say to him, how's it going? He said, oh, it's going great. And I ask after the dog because I boarded her a few times. I ask after the dog and he said, oh, well, you know, you know, now she's the girl. She was probably 15, 16 by then. She's off all the time. She's still swimming, but she's got her friends. She's a socialite, yeah. you know, yeah. so it's him. Um, and so on, I didn't recognize that till I started doing animal communication and remembered that. And I thought that dog was coming for him, I believe. Absolutely. He did everything in his power for no animals to come in. And she was coming and yeah. she came. Yeah. Uh, that that's is awesome. the best. Just, that's the best story. Oh my God. Yeah. Story. That is super awesome. cool. Super, super cool. So be ready. <laughs> yeah. Kathy, yeah. what about you? Did we do you like, did you have any of them that were like, you uh, know, I had, so I, um, when it's funny because every, and I haven't had that many animals in my life. Like, like I've I had, had, I think, I think Odin is my sixth dog ever as an adult. And um, I've had maybe four or five cats, but I always say like every animal, it was like, oh, I have to have that animal. Like it was just, there was never a question. I never was one of those people that like immediately, like, I that, never like yeah, I never had to look long and even um, Odin, my Leonberger. So they're a rare breed and they are, they're rare. They're hard to, they're hard to come by puppies. Um, and I, I definitely wanted, wanted a puppy. I wanted a Leon burger. Um, and it was one of those, uh, I ended up, um, making a couple calls around new England, but nobody had puppies. I ended up talking to a woman in Virginia whose, whose dog was having puppies and she, you know, she interviewed me and everything. And I said, but I don't want a girl. I, I just, I, I like male dogs. I like the laid back, don't want the whole like on um, my female shepherd was alpha like on whatever. I just wanted a laid back male dog and um so I talked to the to this breeder in um in Virginia and her her dog was pregnant and she said you know, I'll put you on my list, but I will tell you that, you know, this dog would have to have a lot of puppies for you to get, to make it 
Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there are that many people ahead of you on the list. Um, and it was one of those, like, I think I was like, I think I was fifth in line for a male. She ended up having four female or four males and a female. And so I was like, oh, well, I'm not getting a dog then because I'm fifth in line. Um, and so I, I don't think I ever even followed up with her, but then she called me to say, I might have a puppy for you. It depends on what the female turns out to be like at seven weeks old, because if she like, she's like, I like to keep, I usually like to keep a female from my litters for my next breeding. Um, and she said, but with there only being one female, if she's not breeding quality, I won't keep her. I'll sell her to somebody. And then I would have a male available for you. And I was like, well, I thought you were, you know, and she's like, well, here's the thing. You were fifth in line, but I really like you. I really like meant to be, um, you know, it's, it's yeah. meant to be and blah, blah, blah. And she said, but you wouldn't know basically until, oh, and this was like, a couple days after they were born and she said but but i won't know basically until a week before you would pick the dog up to bring home yeah and i was like that's fine and she's like well do you want to think about it i was like no if it's meant to be it's meant to be yeah. i am not i was like i am a firm believer in if you have a puppy that's meant to be mine it'll work if not it means it wasn't meant to be and another one will come up somewhere else yeah and it's funny because so I ended up getting Odin and she said she knew, she said from like the, the day they were two days old, she's like, you know, they have the little colored collars on, you know, the little, yeah, yeah, yeah. the little yarn he, around their neck boy. So he was orange boy. He was O boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. That's he was, he, he was orange boy. And, um, so that's why we still call him O boy. And I'm like, but it's O H boy. <laughs> it's O boy. Yeah. There <laughs> Here you comes go. Odin. That's funny. Uh, you know, Kathy, I had an ex that exact same situation with my cockapoo. And I called and she was having puppies and she said they were all spoken for. And she was kind of standoffish with me. She interviewed me and had a million different questions. And so, I, and I didn't have a preference on, on gender or color. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I just let it go. Just, I, I was too far down on the list. And she ended up calling me all of a sudden she had this female puppy and it was one left and we ended up picking her up and we had her for, oh man, 15 years. Yeah. Um, and she was definitely meant to be, but I let it go like you. I thought, okay, then that's not yeah. meant for me. It's and, always those that work out the best when we let yeah. just, you know, not just in this situation, in any situation where it's just like, okay, you know what? Universe is in divine order. What's supposed to happen yeah. happens. And then it's like, and we'll talk about that in an, upcoming episode law of attraction wise you put your want out there and get out of the way of, of it and it will happen you know right. whether it's the animal that's supposed to find you or or the job or the you know husband or wife or partner or whatever Do you know, you know what and it's, it's funny my other my other i have one other story about um and it was just one of those like i just don't know i went to a vet's office to buy flea collars like back in the day, long time ago. And it, um, and it was not a vet's office that I normally go to, but it happened to be nearby and I knew they would sell me flea collars for my dogs. And I walked in and it was, um, they had a kitten. He wasn't that young though, but they had a kitten from one of the rescues or you know, one of the local animal shelters that um, was being advertised in the waiting room of the vet's office. And I walked in and there was somebody ahead of me in line to check out at, at, at the desk. And so I was overseeing him and stuff. And he was in a cage, but it didn't like, it didn't say, and I was like, oh, why is the kitten in the cage over there? Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, that's from the, you know, the rescue league or whatever. And he's up for adoption. And I was like, okay, so I need him. <laughs> like, I was like, do you have a, a box or something? And they were like, well, do you want to go get your carrier from home and come back? And I was like, nope, because common sense might jump in, but I'm telling you for whatever reason, I don't know why. I need this. This is my cat. Like, I don't know. You know, <laughs> it was just that strong pull. And it was one of those like, oh, shoot, I just left my kids with a babysitter to run errands. 
And you're coming home with a cat. And I'm coming yeah. home with a cat and my husband's going to come home from work and I'm going to be like, so honey, I got a kitten today. And it <laughs> literally happened like that. And he was, he was just one of the best cats and he would, but he was my husband's cat. Like he yeah. was my husband's cat, but it was one of those, that pull was so strong. And so it's so, it's so funny when I say like that, that has ha like, that's how that was particularly strong, but all the animals that I've gotten in my life have been that way. But it's not like I've had 20 cats in my life. I've had four cats in my life, like, but they've been very specific, like, yeah. oh, we have to have that cat kind right. of thing. I had the same situation with Mike. That's how I got my Yorkie. And my brother called. Uh, my brother's a policeman, but he had a side business of um, oh, carpet cleaning. I can't think of the name of the company now. And so he had done carpet for another cop. And he said that they had puppies, Yorkie puppies. He said, have you ever seen Yorkies oh. as puppies? And I said, oh, I have it. And my son was maybe seven. They must be adorable. Oh, my God. And so he said, I'm going over to Eddie's house. Do you want to come with me? And I, so I said, yeah. So he, he, you know, came over and picked my, me up and my son was maybe seven. My husband was out with my daughter. And so we just went over, they, you know, he was going over to pay him or something. I don't even remember what it was. And we got there and there was one Yorkie puppy left. They had, had three and I came home with them. <laughs> I, 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 I had my checkbook in my book, in my purse that, that went, I've never done that in my whole life. I always have to think everything through. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm yep. like, I'm not leaving without this little, I had a two pound Yorkie and I had oh him almost 16 years. Oh my ago. God. Um, I couldn't leave him. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so it happens. It happens like exactly the way it's supposed to happen. And I guess one of the big points of this for us is to, and first of all, thank you all for allowing, indulging us and letting us just talk rapidly about our animals. Because um, we've all been stuck in the house by ourselves for a long yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. But I think one of the, that big takeaway is that they choose you. Right. There's a reason for it. They're here to help you learn and grow and expand or whatever, mm -hmm. or to mirror you, to help you check yourself, help you um, whatever. So think about that. And I'm just going to go back to, to the thing, what Kathy said is like when I'm calling her or when, when we're calling each other to say, Hey, can you check out with my animals? It's not like, can you tell me why, or, or you know, make him stop doing what he's doing. We know. <laughs> All right, what's he trying to tell me? What's going right. on? Um, what you know, lesson am I supposed to learn today? <laughs> yeah, you know what? We do read our own animals, but we read our own animals for like little things. When it gets to the bigger things, the things that we have attachment to, um, that's usually when we call on each other to say, because we're attached, you know, especially right. like end of life type stuff or whatever. We're attached um, right. and we need, you know, somebody else to help us connect more clearly um, because it's a little bit more difficult for us. But so thank you guys so much for allowing us again to do that. We are going to end with, um, uh, we had started this um, in another epi uh, podcast episode. If you're, if you're listening to us, you're, you're knowing that um, when we have guests, we end by asking them those questions that we had stolen from, um, inside the actor's studio and another podcast that, that Kathy, um, I, I wonder if we say it long enough, if someone from Bravo will hear about it and be like, you can't use our questions. Anymore. <laughs> I, know. I know. I don't think you can copyright these questions though. That's the thing. But anyway, if we get, we are giving them doing it, we'll let you know, or we'll make up our own <laughs> questions or reward. them. <laughs> but anyway, we decided that we were going to do it with ourselves. So in one episode, Kathy, I think has already um, answered those. And I'm not sure if we even, if that episode is up yet, but You'll get it. So today we're going to um, pick on Ginger. Um, so just a couple of those questions. So Ginger, what was your religious or spiritual upbringing like? Uh, I was Catholic, raised Catholic, um, did some Catholic school uh, and some Catholic college, if you can believe that. Wow. Oh my gosh. What, what one? Uh, Regis. Okay. Wow. So um, I, I can't say that um, today I practice at all. <laughs> yeah. um, but I feel like I'm Boston Irish Catholic, like my eyes are blue. I have some curl in my hair. You know what I mean? Like it's just. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Um, if you could have dinner with anyone dead or alive, who would you choose? My mother. Mom. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. All kinds of questions for her. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
right? Oh, sure. Um, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Well, I would love to be able to write. I would love to be able to write like you, Jerry. I would love to be able to just write fiction and be caught up in my head yeah. and, you know, spin fiction. I don't, I don't want to do anything based in reality. So Yeah, because right. Yeah, right now reality is a little stranger than yes. fiction. So yeah. You can't make this stuff up. That's right. Um, okay, what profession would you not like to do? Oh, man. Um... Well, this will sound terrible. I don't think I could be a teacher. I, <laughs> I think there's a lot of people I think a lot of people homeschooling yeah. their children during a lot of pandemic people are finding that out. Yeah. I do. I love to teach animal communication. Don't think I could teach kids. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm right with, there with you. I'm yeah. with you on that one. Okay, here's the last one, and it's my absolute favorite one. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Welcome home. Ah, uh, I love that. Yeah, I love that. Nice. That's a good one. Good. Well, again, thank you guys so much. Um, you know, yeah, as you for involving us, love talking about our own stuff. Um, so <laughs> I'm glad you're like joining us, but you know, we'd probably still be doing it even if you weren't. Um, yes, and so after everybody listens, share a picture on our Facebook page of your heart animal. That I, would is love, I would love to see our listeners and, and their animals. and um, That's such a great idea. Such a great idea. You can. Yeah, and I think. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, post, I'll post a picture. I'll, I'll find some. I'll have to scan them. <laughs> but I'll yeah, find some really pictures of my old. Yeah. Or, um, dogs or heart dogs or problem children that are teaching us amazing lessons. <laughs> Um, on our thing. So yeah, whether you're listening to us on, you know, we not sure where y'all listening to us, but we always like to remind you, you can listen to us on um, uh, our website, www.thepsychicwives.com. And you can also find us at Apple Podcasts. Um, and you can find a link to that on our website or just search Apple Podcasts. Um, and yes, what Kathy said on our Facebook page at The Psychic Wives, um, we post all the time there talking, reminding you like new episodes is up and stuff like that. So we'll put a post, like she said, and we'll put our pictures there. So yeah, post the pictures of your animals. Let us know, um, who your heart dog is. Um, and then also if you have any questions about this episode or any episode, please feel free to ask us there, um, or comment on our podcast through the website. Um, if you're listening on Apple podcasts, please give us a like or a review. We love those things. And again, as always, um, if you have an idea for, um, topics or, or whatever, um, please post those as well. So again, thank you so much for indulging us and we will, um, see you next time or talk to you next time, I guess. <laughs> Bye everybody. Bye. Bye.